welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Gust, and this is That's All Pod. Have you missed me? I've missed you. I know it's been a minute. Even since the last episode, it has still been a minute. But we are here. We are ready to rumble, ready to get the show back on the road, figure out how the fuck it fits into my schedule and my ever-evolving many businesses that I decide to add to my schedule every other fucking minute. But it's going to work. We're going to get it figured out, and I'm just so fucking pumped. So... I just feel like we need a little recap on the last six or seven months because a lot has fucking happened, okay? A lot has happened, and I feel like you guys need to know. And I am just trying to kind of figure out my presence on here, figure out my voice, figure out what the fuck this podcast is. And I feel like as a perfectionist myself, I tend to just not do things unless they're perfect. And I need to remind myself that my voice matters, my podcast matters, whether it's just one of you listening or one million of you listening, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, because I matter, you matter, all of us matter. And I just need to talk about what I want to talk about, be the kind of person that I want to be. And I feel like that's what a lot of this year has been for me, has just been fully leaning into who I am and figuring out who that is and living that part of me unapologetically and so I just want to catch you guys up on everything that's been going on in my head in my life every which way upside down I don't fucking know just get you caught up so I feel like I talked about some stuff in the Alaska episode and I feel like that was a lot of like my mental thoughts just on life and like where life has gone and what was happening um the Alaska trip was extremely monumental for me I feel like I learned a lot about myself just this entire year but I don't know the Alaska trip was just very incredible like and that episode was recorded on my second day there my first day there so I didn't even know what else the trip had in store for me so I guess I'll kind of dive into that Basically, that trip was extremely unplanned. Literally booked the flights weeks in ad- or months in advance. Saw it there on sale, booked them. Kind of thought that I'd cancel them or that th- somebody else would go with me. Definitely did not think I would be going alone. Um, and even in July, I don't think I would have been fully prepared to do a trip to Alaska alone. I think I would have been okay. Like at that point, I was like, I could, but I didn't think I would. And then I just feel like I grew so much over the summer. And by the time Alaska came around, I was like, fuck it. Like, I have flown all over the place by myself. I've driven across the country by myself. Like, what does it matter to go to Alaska? It just seemed like kind of crazy because I'd never been there. But I was like, it's fine. I can do it. So I did. And it was incredible. I was on my flight on the way there, had nothing booked, got my Airbnb for the first night figured out. I ended up staying in Airbnb at Anchorage the first night. I stayed at Airbnb in Homer. It must have been for two nights or maybe it was just one night I actually am not sure but I stayed in Homer and then I stayed it must have just been one day stayed in Homer for one day and then I went up to Girdwood Seward area and tried to stay there that did not work out um and then my friend Lauren her family was staying up in Alaska for a couple months for her dad's work and they were staying up in Wasilla. So I don't know if you know Alaska, you probably don't. I didn't until I went there. But basically it was just Homer was like a four hour drive down from Anchorage. 
and then it was like four hours back up to Anchorage and then another like 45 minutes up to Wasilla. So ended up having a little mental breakdown, couldn't find a place to stay. The guy that I, the Airbnb I was going to stay with and work with him, that was just like getting kind of weird. It was a little creepy. I don't know. It just like was not working out. And so I ended up texting Lauren. I was like, can I stay with your family? She's like, oh my God. Yeah. So it worked out that her family was literally in Girdwood the day that I was there. And then they were like, they're like, we're going to be there in like an hour. You can just meet up with us. And they were going to do a hike. And then turns out they were going to do the hike that I was going to do. So I was like, cool, I'll just meet up with you guys, follow you guys back to the house. So I ended up doing that. Stayed with her family, I think for two or three nights, two nights maybe. And then headed back down to Anchorage and flew out. And it was just incredible. Like I met up with a photographer friend, my friend Laurel. We've been photographer industry Instagram friends for years um, and obviously haven't had the chance to meet considering she lives in Alaska. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be there. And she's like, oh, my gosh, like, let's hang out. So we ended up hanging out. She booked this boat ride for us. I took pictures of her and her fiance who are now married. It was like a literally a week before their wedding. So that was super cool. Um, and then just like literally got to connect with her which was so fun, just meeting new people in general, so fun. And I think that's what this year has taught me in all these solo trips that I've taken, where I'm going on a trip to Alaska by myself. If I don't go out of my way to try to talk to people, I'm gonna go a week without fucking talking. And I feel like I'm naturally a kind of anxious person when it comes to talking to new people. I tend to do that only in certain environments certain days like I don't know I'm, I'm really good at it sometimes and I'm really bad at it other times and my goal the last few months of the year was to really hone in on making myself go out of my way to talk to people when I'm out and about I feel like my go-to is like when I go to the grocery store I have my airpods and I don't want to talk to anybody I kind of try to avoid everybody. I don't like talking to people. And then I'm like, why don't I like talking to people? Like, it's time to grow up. Get off my phone. Start chit-chatting with people. Have good conversations. Because that's where I feel like life starts to flourish. Is like when I started having conversations with random people and connecting with people that aren't my everyday people, that's when you start to learn more, gain a new perspective. I don't know, become a better person. Because I feel like you're not going to learn about life or about people, or about anything the way that you would when you're talking to people you don't know. So on that trip, I feel like, number one, Alaskans were the most incredible kind people I've ever met in my life. That trip truly showed me that I just need to slow the fuck down. Like I have been running around full speed for years, living in fight or flight, like going so hard. And these people, like obviously Alaska, in my head, I always thought that Alaska, people didn't live in Alaska. I'm like, how the fuck do you live in Alaska? I'm like, it's cold. It's terrible. There's never any sun. Like I literally could not understand how people did it. And then I meet my friend Laurel and I'm like asking her, I'm like, are winters as miserable as everybody thinks they are? And she's like, obviously like they're cold and they're snowy, but in reality, they only have probably two hours less of sunlight than we do. Like our sun goes down at five, theirs goes down at 4.30 and it doesn't rise until like 10 so yes you are having minimal sunlight but I don't know I just always thought that people in Alaska why the fuck would you live in Alaska that sounds miserable it sounds terrible and then I went to Alaska and I'm like this is the most incredible place I've ever seen the views were out of a book out of a picture out of like unrealistic out of a painting and it was insane and I just like everywhere you look was 
beautiful. The people that you see, they're not running around. They're not in a rush. I would talk to people on the trail and we'd start talk we'd I go for a hike, we start talking, we talk for 20 minutes. I thought I was in a hurry, but I start talking to them, they're not in a hurry, so why the fuck am I in a hurry? Like, what do I have to hurry for? Yes, I have places on my list like I'm trying to see, but the whole point of this trip was to not have a plan and to just kind of go with the flow. And that's what I ended up doing and it was just so great. I would be on a trail Started talking to this one couple, stood there, talked for 20 minutes, end up um, hiking, hiking up to this mountain. I like taken the trolley thing up, or I don't know what the fuck it's called, but I took the, what is that called? I don't know. I'm going to call it a trolley, but you know what I mean? Like the, basically ski lift thing about, no, not that. It was like a big box. You know what I'm talking about. And when I remember the word later, I'll tell you, but I cannot remember right now. Anyway, I took this up to the top of this mountain and then you could like hike even further up to the top. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go. And this was in Girdwood, Alaska, Alaska Mountain, I think is what it was. Anyway, go up to the top. I'm sitting there journaling, kind of having my little introspective, wonderful moment. And I look up and there is this older man. I was going to guess like 60s, 70s. And he is like walking very and mind you this is like steep this is very fucking steep like I was out of breath we're at the top it is so windy you can't even really hear anything it's it's just crazy and he is kind of like he's not stumbling but he's just walking slow like very intentionally and my first thought was like go and help him and then I'm like Morgan he's clearly fine like he has walked up this far by himself he doesn't have a cane like nothing he's just walking slow I'm like you don't need to assume that just because he's old he needs help like he's fine so he makes it up. He comes up to the top. He sits down on a rock. Um, and I was like, I just feel like I need to talk to this guy. I feel like we need to have a conversation. And so I end up kind of, I like journal for a little bit. I stand up. I don't know if I started talking to him or I think he said something first. Um, and so we start chit-chatting. Come to find out he's also from Michigan. He's also on a solo trip. He's, I think, maybe 72. He's been in Alaska for the last two weeks. He goes home tomorrow. He has been whitewater rafting, fishing, hiking, mountain biking, everything you could possibly think of. He has been doing this week, the last two weeks, as a 72-year-old man by himself. And I was in shock. I was like, what do you mean, number one, you're by yourself? Number two, you're 72 and you're doing these things? I didn't even consider whitewater rafting, mountain biking. Like, I would fall and hurt myself or it just, like, sounds scary. And you're out here doing it on a trip by yourself. I'm like, what the fuck? And I probably end up talking to this man for an hour and a half. Um, the last gondola, is that what it's called? Gondola ride? The last ride down was in like 30 minutes. So we were like, oh, we should probably head back down. We walk down the trail together. We're chatting the whole time. Um, we end up going on the gondola together. He's telling me about why he's there. And basically we're on the same page with like, I was like, yeah, I booked this trip. I like kind of hoped that somebody would come with me, but didn't really work out. So I'm just here alone. And he was like, oh, yeah, like I would, had hoped that my son or somebody else would come with me, but it just didn't work out. So I just came alone. And he's like, why would you wait around for somebody else? If I want to go to Alaska, I'm going to go to Alaska. And I'm like, fuck yes. I'm like, absolutely. Because that is how I feel. And that is how I've really begun to feel this year where I would like be waiting for people to go with me, but that's not feasible for everybody. And that's totally okay. And I would always understand that. Like, I know it's not feasible for everybody to get a week off work to fly around or not everybody has, um, airline points that they can fly for free. Cause my flight was free and all these things. So I'm like, I totally get it. Like I understand why other people can't come, 
but it like sucks because in my head I like had this idea of going together and experiencing these things with my friends and I think that is incredible I've done a lot more trips with friends this year and added friends onto trips where typically I would just go alone and it has been so nice but I've also done a lot more solo trips where I would never consider that like I've gone camping this year multiple times by myself where camping is something I would never consider doing alone but like flying cross country is something I would consider doing alone I don't fucking know but anyway I'm having this conversation with him it's incredible I literally don't want to leave like I don't want to leave this man I had to go and meet up with Lauren's family this is that day and he was like okay well have a great rest of your trip like blah blah I walked away and started crying like I literally started sobbing because I did not want to leave this man I just wanted to know him his name is John that's all I know he's John from Sterling Heights Michigan that's it and I just want to know his life story I want to visit him again I want to ask him more about his life like he's a veteran he was there to hang these dog tags on this trail and like just so many things and I'm like if I wouldn't have been willing to have a conversation with a stranger that day would have gone so much differently I imagine I probably would have journaled a little bit looked around walked back down walked back to the car went to see Lauren like Lauren's family instead like I got like that is one of the most monumental parts of the trip for me like that is the most memorable having that conversation with him and I just feel like that's what I've been trying to do this year is just have more genuine conversations with people rather than always keeping my head down and trying to get away from talking to people and I think there's time and place to like be introverted but I just think that so many incredible experiences this year have come from just having conversations with people so the rest of that trip was just hiking and having a ball of the time had amazing conversations with Lauren's family and again I originally when Lauren said her family is there I was like oh it's fine like I'll just stay by myself because in my head I'm like I want to be alone like I want my alone time I want space to myself like blah blah blah. no the two days I spent with Lauren's family were better than the other ones like I got to hang out with them and yes it was a solo trip and like we hung out at night and like they made dinner and that was great I did spend the rest of the days by myself but it was just a fact of like having conversation and connecting with people that I wouldn't normally connect with and that's just so cool so fun um so that was my Alaska trip that was in September I feel like the big recap of a trip also is my road trip in June and I feel like that's kind of where we left off in June with my last like actual episode I went to bi-weekly episodes thinking that I could maintain that over the summer once busy season started and all my travel started and I'm 99% positive I brought my recording equipment with me on my road trip when I went on this road trip, here's the thing. Even when I talked to you guys, it was around my birthday, I think. That was like my last episode. I did not know what the plan was for this trip. I really had no idea. I was just kind of balls to the walls planning on it. A two-week cross-country road trip. Did not know what that would actually entail, how that would go, any of the details. I just had general idea. So, the week before... I get an email from a brand it's called getaway house Um, if you follow me on Instagram I'm sure you've seen me post about them but it's this cabin brand and they're called getaway house they have cabins all over the US I get an email to my like personal influencer collab email whatever and I get a lot of emails to that email talking about things that are scams like it's hard to believe PR or like brand emails sometimes because a lot of them are scams and so anyway, I open this up and it's basically pitching this campaign that they have coming up and they want me to do a PNW road trip. And I was like, bitch, I don't, I do not live in the PNW. Like, I don't like you, it would have to be a very high paying brand deal for me to make that worth it. But I was sitting there thinking and I was like, wait, I'm literally about to drive and I'm planning to car camp 
like go all the way to the west coast uh, maybe i could do that so i start looking more into what they want try to figure out if that's even feasible for me basically it was like a ton of photos ton of videos and they wanted me to stay at two of their cabins and kind of document that whole experience so like stay at the first cabin do a road trip to the second cabin that was like five hours away one was in oregon one was in washington and then just like document that whole thing make a youtube video blah 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 and i was like well wait a second if i'm about to drive out there next week usually like when brands email about collabs like that it's probably for something like a couple months in advance especially because they said summer pnw road trip and this was like the second week of june first week of june and so i was like i don't know if they can like do the turnaround this fast i was like i'll ask so basically it was like hey funny story i'm actually about to be in the pnw next week on a road trip i was like if you can make it work if you have availability at the houses i didn't realize that they had like each for context each location that they have is like 30 40 acres and then has like 30 40 cabins on it and i didn't realize that. i thought it was like one cabin in each location so i was like oh fuck they're probably not even gonna have availability but basically i was like if you can make sunday and monday or saturday and sunday whatever it was and i'm like if you can make that work literally next week i can do it i was like i'll just plan my road trip around that they end up getting back with me and they're like yes and we did a little negotiation on price and i'll be transparent they i asked them what they asked me what i would charge for it i said what's your budget basically when it comes to brand deals you i'm not that i'm super experienced but whoever says a price first is the one who's going to lose and kind of get gypped and so i was trying to hold back and i was just like what's your budget what's your budget and they were finally like we're thinking around 1500 i was like well with the youtube video like normally long form content is not my norm that's something that's gonna be a little out of my comfort zone for me i was like i can do it absolutely but i definitely need compensation so i pitched them at 2000 and they came back and said totally fine which means i should have pitched probably 25 or 3000 and then they could come back and negotiate back down because they accepted so easily i know that i didn't negotiate high enough but i also didn't want to lose this brand deal because I was planning on just doing this trip out of my own pocket and now it was going to be almost paid for. So that was incredible and I didn't want to lose out on that. So the week before I ended up deciding to do this brand deal and mind you, it doesn't get confirmed. Actually, now that I think about it, I was supposed to leave on a Monday morning, Sunday, my car breaks. Okay. And this was the start of the saga. Actually, this is a continuation of the saga. Remember, I probably talked about it after I bought my car in May. It went into the shop like once or twice. And then this is when it just goes downhill, you guys. I, my shop was, or my car was in and out of the shop probably like 10 times this summer. It was horrible. Like it, I ended up putting almost, I think like $4,500 into my car, which is unfathomable for me. I was not prepared to spend that on a car after I just bought a car and now have a car payment. Like it was just so bad, but anyway this was the start of that saga where it started overheating and this was the day before i was supposed to leave but it was a sunday and so i was like i can't do anything about this i'm about to drive this car six thousand miles across the country i don't know what to do end up taking the car into the shop the next morning they tell me they're not sure not sure i am like fuck i do not want to miss out on this trip like if i don't go on this trip i'm gonna be so sad but i'm like i don't know how else to do it if i don't have a car and it sounded like my car was gonna be in the shop for at least two weeks and I was like, fuck. So I ended up looking up a rental car and a rental car is like $1,200. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, and then I'm like, well, if there's brand, this brand deal still hadn't 100% confirmed with me. And so I'm like, this is all happening on Monday. And I'm like, I don't know what to fucking do. I'm like having a mental breakdown. I'm like, I've been looking forward to this trip. I've been so excited. I do not want to miss out on this. And so I end up getting confirmation from the brand that we're a go on the brand deal. 
that's like Monday afternoon. I booked the car immediately Monday afternoon to pick up Tuesday morning and end up picking this car up Tuesday morning, pack up the car with everything I need to live in it for the next two weeks and then just take off. It was so chaotic. It was not at all how I thought it would go. Like I thought I was going to have my new car that I just bought. It would be perfect. I'd drive across the country. I'd have everything in there. Like no big deal. Well, yeah, end up with this rental car. And honestly, everything worked out for a reason. This car, they ended up upgrading me at the last minute to the Ford Expedition. So I had a humongous car, plenty of room for all of my shit. I could leave my bed. I did, I would deflate my bed and put it away every day, but I could have left it up because the car was so big. I had so much room. I had so much room for everything. It was, it worked out perfectly. So I took off on my first day. I ended up since I left a day late and honestly didn't leave until I think I left like maybe noon or something on Tuesday by the time I packed up everything. I only got one day in Glacier. My plan was go to Glacier National Park, go keep cut across, keep going, go to like Seattle area for the getaway house, go to the other getaway house around Portland, go to Portland, then meet up with my family on the coast of Oregon because they were going to be vacationing there for a week. And so I planned it out that I could meet up with them for a few days and then I would shoot back across. So I had like a general plan, but I didn't have like specific plans. And for anyone that hasn't car camped before, essentially I lived out of my car for two weeks. I used this app called iOverlander where you can look up free places to stay and then I would just sleep in my car there. And before this trip, before this trip, let me tell you, I was like, people that car camped are psychotic. I could never do that. Are you kidding? That sounds terrible. And then I was like, you know what? I want to see the country. I want to do these cool things. Why do I think that only other people can do them? Hence where the idea of the car camping was born. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just doing it. So everyone that knew me was like, what's your plan? What are you doing? You're sleeping in your car. Like Everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody's putting honestly a lot of anxiety onto me. Kind of what I talked about in the last episode in Alaska where I feel like because I do things that are a little bit out of the norm for the people that are around me, they tend to get nervous and kind of throw that anxiety on me. And I totally understand it. I'm feeling sometimes a little of the same, but at the end of the day, it's my life. It's my choice. I know myself. I know my brain, my body. I trust myself. And I'm like, if I want to do this, if I know that I can do this, then I'm going to do it. So the first night, uh, scary, terrible, um, not terrible, just very scary. I tried to stay at the spot. I didn't want to stay at like rest areas or whatever. That felt really creepy to me. The other thing was because I at the last minute got a different car all of the window covers that I had spent hours making to make sure that they perfectly fit my windows so that no light could get let in those of course didn't fit because this car was way bigger it was an expedition and so I had I didn't have fucking window covers that fit so I was basically trying to like I had like one unfoldable window cover that was like generic for the front window so I could use that one and then I had like blankets and I would use like some of the window covers and like overlap them to cover up the windows. It was just way more chaotic than I had planned and it, it was fine. But so the first night I ended up, I tried to look at the spot that I was going to stay, but I've never once used iOverlander. I've never once done free camping. And for those of you who don't know a lot about like BLM land or like public land, that is way more common out west so like people who car camp live out of campers live out of vans all of that stuff it is way more doable and way more accessible if you live out west because there's so much blm land bureau of land land management land um that's open for the public to free camp on when it comes to the midwest and the east coast it's a lot more hit and miss um a lot of them around here are 
more like pull-offs or rest stops or whatever something like that um, because we don't have a lot of public land like they do out west and so my first night I spent the night I think like Fargo North Dakota or something so it was like a very very long day of travel I want to say like 14 hours 12 hours of driving maybe I don't know something like that anyway try to like stay at the spot that was like a pull off on like a side road and then I see signs it's like I don't remember exactly what the signs were but they made me convinced that there was no camping there so then I got really scared and I think there was no like actual camping like tent camping but I think if I slept in my car it would have been fine it was literally like 1am so I got nervous I ended up going to my second stop that I had kind of queued up and it was just a rest stop but luckily this is a rest stop that was like tons and tons of lights there was probably like 25 other cars of people clearly sleeping there everybody with window covers on so I felt a lot more safe at a place like that rather than like a creepy restaurant that was dark and there was nobody at um so that was the first night and it was like it was definitely scary it was it was not for the faint of heart I guess um I follow a ton of tiktokers and like influencers and stuff who do this on the daily and so I was like you know if they can do it I can do it it's fine and so next day, I just kind of drove all across um, North Dakota, Montana, end up getting Glacier. Glacier was the most credible place I've ever seen. Also, I mean, comparable. This was before Alaska. So at the time, Glacier was the most incredible. And it still is Alaskan Glacier at the top, 100%. But I'm in Glacier for a couple days, end up going across, end up meeting up with my family for like four days. Um, and this was like all great. The getaway house was incredible. Stayed at those for the two nights. It was really nice to get out of the car for two nights. Then I ended up staying with my family for two or three nights. And so it was nice to, I like had to bring my air mattress inside from the car and then slept on that. Um, in the middle of the trip, I did end up buying a new air mattress because the one that I had, she was so, so, so skinny. Like it was like skinnier even than like a single. And so, and then it was like super tall for like the size that it was. And so I would like lay on it and then I would roll off the edges. So I would have to stuff the edges next to me with all of my coats and blankets and stuff. Um, and in my head, this was going to be like a warm, nice, incredible summer trip where I'm like swimming in the water and swimming in all these lakes. No, I was wearing sweats and a sweatshirt and sometimes a coat for the majority of the trip because I was so far north in Montana and in Washington and all these things. And then on the Oregon coast was honestly really chilly in early June. So yeah, it was just not necessarily at all the trip that I expected, but also so fun, so cool. The way home was honestly the most miserable. The last night that I was with my parents, we ended up driving, or my family, we ended up driving down to the Redwoods. And I wasn't planning, I was only planning on being with them for like a day or two, like spending one full day with them and like maybe two nights. And then I ended up, I was like, I don't, like the other plans that I had didn't really seem that crazy. And I was like, I'd rather drive down the Redwoods with you guys, see the Redwoods. Um, and then they went to Crater Lake National Park. So I did that too. So the last day we were like in the Redwoods and we were supposed to spend the night and then go see more of the Redwoods in the morning. And I was like, well, I don't, they had a hotel room with three queen beds and my what, six nephews, five nephews. And I was like, I don't know if I can do, I don't know if I can do that. Like go, <laughs> I don't know if I can go stay in that hotel room with you guys and with my air mattress on the floor I was like it's fine like I was like I haven't camped in a few days I would rather head back out and like go to a cool redwoods campsite whatever so I was like looking at BLM land on I overlander and I found this really cool spot and it said it was like up this dirt windy dirt road but it was like an incredible view it was just a pull off but it was obviously like a very unused road 
Um, and so it was like totally fine to stay. I'm like, okay, cool. And again, I just don't have a lot of experience with this. And so every night that I would stay somewhere, I would just be so convinced I was going to get a knock on the door and like told to leave. And I know that's not that big of a deal if that does happen, but it's just like really stressful and I didn't want to deal with it. So I end up leaving my family at like dusk. And so it's like dusk, it's getting dark. This cloud of fog is rolling in. We're in the redwood. So I'm in the forest. It is honestly so fucking creepy. This place is like 20 minutes from where my parents are staying and i'm like driving up this dirt road it's windy it's steep it's getting steeper the fog is getting heavier like it is something out of a fucking movie you guys i was so terrified i was like morgan it's fine it's fine but i think it was the fact that i had spent the last two nights with my family and then the two nights before that i think we're at the getaway house so i had four nights out of the car five four nights out of the car something like that and i just was unprepared to go back to the car i think and i was feeling so anxious like overwhelmingly anxious and I was so scared. I literally thought I was going to get murdered. I was like, I don't know what to do. Even if I don't get murdered by a person, a bear is going to eat me. Like, I don't know. And so I was just so worked up. And I, like, get up to this pull-off. And I'm like, it's literally just a pull-off on the side of the road. I can't see anything. It is a straight drop-off. Like, straight drop-off down to my death. I'm like, I, I can't do it. I call my sister and I'm, like, in tears. And I'm like, I got to come back. Can I come back? And she was like, it's fine. I was like, are you going to, like, think that I'm a big baby or like <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my pride she's like Morgan it's fine just come back I'm like okay so I literally drive the 20 minutes back to their um hotel room I just needed some alone time I think so I literally put in my airpods I think multiple times my family tried to talk to me but I just had my airpods and was just laying on laying on my on my bed on the floor and I was like whatever so the next morning we hike a little bit at Redwoods and then at that point I was planning I was like oh I need to I'll do the hike quick with you guys go to the tide pools whatever tide pools is that what we did yeah because we were in Crescent City um, California and so I was like let's do that and then I got to get on the road by like noon because I need to start making my way back I wanted to go to Salt Lake City and like all these things I went a very like northern route on the way there and then came down the west coast and then a very more like southern or like mid route on the way back anyway and so I was like I gotta get going by noon and then we end up like taking our time we do this hike like the redwoods are incredible blah, blah blah and then I'm like they're like oh we're gonna go to Crater Lake National Park and I'm like well shit should I just keep driving along with them I'm like and go to Crater Lake and check off another national park see another thing like it was a little bit out of my way I think it was like an hour or two out of my way but I was like in the grand scheme of things like I feel like that's fine so I was like fuck it I ended up deciding to go to Crater Lake with them. And in this time, I think it was that day, I finally decided, I'm like, oh, I should probably call the auto shop and make sure that my car will be good to go when I get home in a few days. And so I give them a call and they're like, hey, this was, must have been on like a Friday or something. They're like, hey, yeah, n- well, it's a Friday, number one. I'm like, oh, shit, sorry, I forgot about the time change. It was like a three-hour time change. It was like a Friday night and I was like, oh, sorry. And he was like, yeah, but number two, we haven't even started on your car. I'm like, uh, what do you mean you haven't started on my car? Come to find out they had like five cars ahead of me with the same problem, which was a head gasket repair. And they were working with my insurance so or my warranty. So basically they were like, yeah, no, your car hasn't even started. And they told me to take, it was like a two week process to get it fixed. So I start freaking out. I'm like, when I get home, I have to return this rental car. I don't know what I'm going to do. So then I start planning with my family. We end up deciding that, that it just, just stay with me, you guys. This isn't going to make a ton of sense if you don't know my situation, but just hang on with me. My family was flying back in in a couple days to Iowa. 
and then my that was where my one sister lives and so the rest of my family is going to drive back from iowa back home to the thumb of michigan where they live and grand rapids is on the way but grand rapids where i live is like four hours from the thumb and so i'm like trying to figure out what i'm going to do and basically my family's like well if you can get back before we get back we can pick you up on our way from iowa in grand rapids take you back you can drop off the rental car take you back to our house you can take our truck and then go back to grand rapids because i had work coming up that next like weekend or something or i had a trip coming up something i was like i need a car oh that's what it was i had a i was going camping with my camper as soon as i got back and so i was like i needed a car that could tow they're like oh you can take the truck i'm like okay so then my leisurely drive home that i was gonna do like i don't know seven eight hour days and kind of take my time then turns into a frantic rush because i have to drive 12 14 hour days 15 hour days to get home in time to meet my family to get picked up to go get the car so the way home became so utterly miserable all i wanted to do was be home i just wanted to be done driving i ended up driving 6,000 miles 120 hours in the matter of like 13 days it was exhausting it was tiring i have now honestly that trip has made me hate driving not completely i'm currently driving by the way but i i do not be i do not like driving anymore as much as i did like it ruined me so i needed to take a little break off of my very long road trips because that was so incredibly exhausting um on the way home i was just also tired of finding places to sleep like just so many things and so long story short an incredible trip um so cool very growth filled though i wouldn't say that it was relaxing in my head i took my recording equipment i i just imagined like do nothing days in the wilderness like i just thought that i would be camping doing nothing enjoying my time in the outdoors it would be so chill and while it could have been that if i had more like the trip that i took needed to be a one month long trip if i wanted leisurely days the problem was i had to drive every single day whether it was like three hours or 10 i had to get some sort of driving done every single day so i think that was just not what i envisioned for myself even though that was exactly what i like i knew that's what it was going to be but i didn't realize how tiring that would be i guess so yeah it ended up being so cool but just not what i expected and I, but I do not regret an ounce of that. It was such a learning process for me. I learned so much about myself. Did not think that I would be able to car camp like that alone and kind of fend for myself. I would literally pee outside every day. I don't think <laughs> I did not poop outside on that trip at all. Luckily, um, I would bring in my like I would go to a coffee shop to get a coffee and then take all my bathroom stuff into the bathroom, brush my teeth, do my hair whatever in like public bathrooms um but i'll sleep in my car i would make food out of my car every day i ate a lot of cans of soup so much soup a lot of cold cans of soup as well um it was just it was so cool like it gave me the taste of van life that i've been craving for years and years probably since i was 18 i've been saying that i'm gonna do van life and i do think that i will i want to i'm gonna go into this a little bit more about my kind of where i'm at with my life right now and my plans in a minute but it gave me that like taste of van life that i've been craving and it made me realize that i am capable of doing things do i necessarily want to do that 24 7 probably not 
definitely in a state of fight or flight and like anxiety that whole time. I don't really want to live in that state all the time. I think that it could be, I think you could get used to it for sure, but I don't know. I don't regret any ounce of it. It was so, so fun. I also just had our 120 hours in the car basically by myself to just think and listen to podcasts and listen to books. And I think I listened to like four books, listen to a million podcasts, listen to a lot of silence, a lot of music. Um, I don't know. I just think it was a really cool trip for me to go on by myself and to just open myself up to all these like scary scary things and I think that's the biggest thing with all of my traveling this year that I realized is like I'm so capable of doing hard things I'm so capable of doing things that are scary that seem intimidating I'm so capable of so much and I don't know it's just been awesome um and then in between all of that after all of that I had a lot of camping trips a lot. Uh, I went to Colorado, saw Noah Khan at Red, Ro- Red Rocks um, Amphitheater. That was literally bucket list. Um, went on some, a hike in Colorado. That was super fucking cool. Went to Alaska then in September. Ended up doing a road trip in November with Lauren. We went down south, had a wedding down there. Stopped at some cabins in the mountains on the way down there. I went to Oregon. My other friend Lauren went with me. Had a wedding out there. Once fall hit, it was like, once September 1st hit to December 1st was like all work. I feel like the summer was a lot of like work and play. I would have like a couple weddings a month um, and then would go on like a ton of personal trips in between there. But this fall was like a ton of camping by myself with my camper and then just a ton of work and then other trips. So I don't know, super fucking cool. Also gave me a lot of time to reflect on what I want. So my best friend is getting married next year. I'm the maid of honor. And um, I've been talking about how I want to move next year. And it's been kind of on my plans for 2024 to finally be the year I move out of state. And as 2023 has gone on and commenced and I have gotten to know myself better and kind of found a life for myself in Grand Rapids, I realized I don't know if I'm fully ready to leave yet. And then once my best friend got engaged, Jenna... And they plan their wedding for August of next year. In 20, or fuck, I guess it's this year now. We're in 2024. Fuck. Okay, well, August 2024 is her wedding. I realized that I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave before her wedding because we have like so many wedding events that I want to be around for and I don't want to like come back and forth. I already have weddings booked in Michigan for then. And so then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to plan to stay in Michigan through the fall. And I don't want to leave in the fall. I've moved in the fall before. It's terrible especially in the middle of busy season. I don't want to give up wedding weekends to be moving. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to start booking for the fall. So all this gets going. And then I'm like, I think I want to stay in in Grand Rapids, at least for all of 2024 now. So (laughs) pushing it another year. And I think it hurts my pride a little bit to do that because since 2018, what now, growing on six years, I've been saying that I'm going to move out of state. And I've had these like big goals, big plans to live out of state and do all these cool things and then I proceed to still not do that and I think it's like really hard for me to accept that it's just still not in the cards for me um and so I'm just I'm just trying I've been trying to like come to terms with that and I feel like I finally have I feel like I'm accepting that Grand Rapids is really right for where I'm at right now in my life I have friends I have a community here that I want to keep building and I just don't think I'm ready to leave yet And so with that being said, if you follow my Instagram, you know that I just got a new house. So 
I've currently been living with two amazing roommates that were randos. Literally did not know them, just moved in when I last minute decided to move to Grand Rapids in the fall of 2022. And we've been living together ever since then. It's been great. Um, but I do have two roommates and I've kind of been wanting just more of my own space. It's um, f- like furnished essentially by my landlord and it is a beautiful house literally with the most beautiful f- furniture in a great location like I literally don't have complaints about it I just am really bad at not having change I kind of had this mental breakdown not mental breakdown but just like this moment in September when I realized that I had been living in Grand Rapids for a full year and when I moved to Grand Rapids I thought I'd be there for about six months before I moved out of state or figured out what my other plans were like I had no intention of being there for as long as I have been And so I think it was really hard for me to accept being in a place for longer than a year, especially also because this house in Grand Rapids is the first place I've lived for more than one year since leaving my parents' house in 2018. So that's just been really hard for me to like come to terms with that, like that's okay. And so I'd been planning to stay still at this house. I'd like come to terms with that. I'm like, no, this is great. I don't have any plans to leave. Um, It kind of been in the back of my head that maybe I'd be looking for a place on my own. But this perfect opportunity came up for this perfect house in the great neighborhood, literally basically right around the corner from where I live now with my friend Haley. And we decided to take it. And this was, what, three weeks ago, maybe. And in that time span, we had to decide, decide if we wanted to move, get the house, sign the lease, pay the deposit and get the keys for January 1st. So as of a couple days ago, we officially got the keys. I started moving everything in and I'll be out of my house probably this weekend, next weekend, by the middle of January for sure. And then my lease ends there February 1st. So I did not anticipate moving. I had literally been thinking about how terrible moving sounded. I had no desire to do it. I finally started decorating my room. It was so cute, all these things. And then this just kind of got thrown on me. And I think what I've realized over the last few years is that when you're like sitting there just wishing for something new, you're wishing for good things to happen. You just, you want out of your situation so bad that you just end up like hating it. Like that, good things will never come like that. Like if I'm sitting there wishing that I could find a place on my own and just like finding all the horrible things about where I lived, which there like weren't any, like if I'm like sitting there looking for them, uh, like good, the, the other things are not going to come. But if I accept that I'm like, oh, I love where I live. I do not have a desire to move. I'm going to put effort into making my room this like super cute oasis that I love to be in my like safe haven. When I put effort into that, then the good things are going to pop up because I'm, I feel like I'm putting good energy into the world. And so good things are coming to me. And I feel like that's what happened with the house is like I had no desire to move. It didn't sound like something I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I decided that, here came the house. So that's what we're doing in 2024. We're continuing to do from 2023 is just remaining an open book, remaining open to whatever the universe God decides to bring. I had tons of goals set for 2023 and I guess we'll get into this part now. That's kind of my recap for the year. Obviously there's a million other things that I'm sure we'll dig up as episodes go on and I remember stuff from other events that happened during the year but at the beginning of 2023 I wrote a memoir so I saw this thing on TikTok that was like you as a manifestation technique you should write a memoir for the year as if the year had already been lived so write the 
right about 2020, like in January 2023, right about 2023 as if it already happened and like include all these things that happened to you. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. Like who fucking cares? I'm going to do that. And then I totally forgot about it. And I also made my vision board. Like I was very good about all my goals at the beginning of 2023, made my vision board, wrote down all my goals, wrote this memoir. I just want to give myself a lot to look back on and like think about. And so I'm going to read you guys my memoir. It is honestly kind of long and it is like, I haven't read it to anybody because it's funny because reading it on here is like, oh, I'm just reading it to myself, but I know a lot of you are going to hear it. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable because I was like, the, the whole point of the memoir was to like be very, very descriptional, descriptive. Oh my God. Be very, very descriptive and describe exactly what you want your life to look like, but be open to the fact that like it could not look like like it's very possible those all those things aren't going to happen but the point is to just like really start imagining what you want your life to look like so that was what I did so I wrote this memoir I'm gonna read it to you guys makes me very uncomfortable to read it but I just feel like it'll give you a good idea and I think that you should do one for 2024 as well because as much as like a lot of this didn't come true the main things that I was like getting at or like wanted out of this year did come true so I'm just going to dig into it. Here we go. Oh, 2023, what a year it was. A year of being present, a year of being healthy, a year of knowing exactly what I want and getting it. This year I became even more the person I wanted to be and I'm so proud of myself. This year I made over $100,000 at the ripe age of 23, all within my photography business. I booked 18 weddings. I traveled all over the country and to new countries. I shot 10 elopements all in different states. I shot a wedding in Oregon. I shot a wedding in Punta Cana. I brought my boyfriend to Punta Cana with me. I shot an elopement in San Diego in March with Mel. I went to Glacier National Park for my birthday in June and I camped under the stars. So I'm gonna break this up. Each paragraph kind of like goes into like a different part of my life. So I'll just kind of like recap each paragraph. That I did not make $100,000 this year, but I did make $95,000. So that's pretty fucking close um I did not shoot 10 elopements I think I shot one but I did go to Punta Cana and I did go to Oregon I did go to San Diego in March um I didn't go to Glacier National Park for my birthday and camp under the stars but I did go by myself um two weeks later so pretty close back to the memoir um I lived in Grand Rapids until December when I finally bought myself a van to live in and I moved out I stayed in my house with my roommates and I saved money I made the most of every situation. I curated my room to be exactly what I wanted, decorated my walls, absolutely loved where I was. Then I sold almost half my stuff, moved back to my parents, and moved into my van. Obviously, I did not buy a van, and I've decided that that is not in the cards for me in this next year or so, but I did stay at my house. I ended up loving it way more than I expected because this was only a couple months into living there. I hadn't become as close with my roommates yet. Um, I didn't really know what the year would have in store for me and I ended up loving it and I'm very glad I stayed in Grand Rapids. I became even more confident in myself. I stayed consistent with the gym and I went at least four to five times every week, even through busy season, because I know my mental and physical health is more important than work. I still hustled in business and I worked a lot, but I made time for things that are important to me. I scheduled trips with friends where I didn't work. I spent less time consuming on social media and more time just creating whatever I wanted. I made reels and TikToks and I blew up on Instagram. I have 10,000 followers now. Um, no, that did not happen. I'm still rocking with my 1,000 followers, and I love that. That's totally fine. Um, the whole point of that kind of paragraph for myself was to just get out of my head, let go a little bit, um, and just do the things that are important to me, which was not work so much and make more time for trips with friends, which I did. I've done more trips with friends than ever before this year, and 
worked a lot less still worked a lot but did not grind out as much as like I shot only 15 weddings this year where in the past years I've shot like 30 35 so definitely kept up with that I also remain consistent with the podcast. This this paragraph is funny to me, guys. Get ready. Okay. I also remain consistent with the podcast. I posted a new episode every week. I had someone come on as my social, uh, as my podcast manager. She edits and uploads and schedules the podcast for me. She runs the social media accounts. We post reels and TikToks and I have over 20,000 followers on TikTok now. My podcast has over 10,000 downloads. I have a sponsor on every episode. It brings me joy to record and post every week. I build a community with my podcast. I'm so thankful. So that didn't really pan out as expected. Um, clearly, I dipped off after five more months of consistent episodes, but um, that's okay. That's okay. As for relationships, I leaned into the ones I already had, cut out others, and welcomed a romantic relationship into my life. I got even closer with my girlfriend group in Grand Rapids. I finally hired an assistant. She does all the behind the scenes things for me. We got it all set up during slow season so that she could be a huge help once busy season kicked off. I got even closer with my roommates. I love hanging out with them. I finally met a guy organically and we hit it off. Met him while I was traveling out west in Glacier National Park for my birthday. We met at a coffee shop in Montana and I knew right away that we were into each other. He's a country boy, but not too country. Covered in tattoos, hot as hell, six foot tall, loves clothes and knows how to dress. Sorry, this is so funny to me. I forgot that I got so descriptional on this. Why am I saying descriptional? I forgot that I got so descriptive on this. But that was the whole point was to like lay out your dream life. So don't judge me. Okay. Loves clothes and knows how to dress. Wears a cowboy hat some days. Baseball hat others. Rocks a killer fade haircut with long curly hair on top. He wears matching blundstones with me. He loves to travel. He is huge with communication and strives to make our relationship as healthy as possible. We know this is serious and definitely something we're both in for the long haul. But we're also okay with the, okay with the long distance. We honestly kind of like it. I know I have my van now and we'll be able to go out west and be around with him more, but I don't want to, but I want us to keep living our own lives for now. We love each other. We don't need to rush. I did that before and I'm not doing it again. We don't text much during the day, but he loves to call me or FaceTime me every night because we love talking on the phone. I'm not a burden to him and he's not to me. I learned to be not be so codependent in my relationship and it's making us even more healthy. Obviously, I did not get into a relationship this year, um, but I think the point of that paragraph was to just kind of lay out the fact that... I am open to a relationship again. I described what my dream man looks like, started manifesting that for myself, um, and really just laid out the fact that I don't want to be who I was in my last relationship, and I think that's what I've learned this... Hold on. I'm going to dig into that in a second. Let me finish. I only have a couple more paragraphs. I finally curated my closet to be exactly what I want, and I love everything in it. I got rid of clothes that aren't my style. I love to wear more baggy, masculine clothes, but in a more feminine way. I have my long, blonde extensions, and I'm so confident in who I am and how I appear. I went camping so many times this year in a tent, in a camper, and now in the van. I got better at the guitar. I love to play for fun, and I take it with me wherever I go. I loved my life this year. 2023 was the best year yet. I found myself. I found my person. I found my other people. I found more happiness and contentment. I found peace. I found balance. I found independence. I let go of control. I had ideas of what I wanted this year to be, and I went for those goals, but I also remained open, and it made 2023 the best year yet. I can't wait for 2024. So that paragraph, I feel like, is what really like brought it all full circle for me, and I'm going to try not to cry <laughs> um, because that was what I wanted this year whether every single one of those details came true like I found my person I fell in love blah blah blah. it was a fact of like I forgot at the beginning of the year how much I wanted 
to become more independent and do things that were for me and be open to new experiences and writing that out at the beginning of the year and then forgetting about it but then it's still coming true means that like that was in the back of my head like that was something that I wanted to happen and I described how I loved my life this year I did fucking love my life this year I ended up starting therapy shortly after this memoir started the memoir and like obviously I was in therapy for majority of the year and it changed my life like we brought up a lot of heavy things and like I feel like this year was one of the hardest years of my life but it was also literally the best I did find more happiness and contentment I did find a sense of peace within myself I found a balance between work and play I found so much more independence I did let go of control I was open to so many more things rather than trying to be in control and force the van thing to happen or force these other things to happen to move out of state whatever it is I let go of control and let what was supposed to happen happen now I'm moving into this house with Haley and starting this new chapter of my life and it's just I don't know it's incredible and I just think that writing this this little memoir was so cool for me to look back on and I don't know I think you should try it I think you should try writing one it was really weird to write especially writing as if the year had already happened so I was just trying to envision kind of month by month like what I imagined for myself or like section by section like hobby wise work wise relationship wise and then just kind of wrote paragraphs based on that um and then the other day I did this kind of like vision boarding day with myself where I wrote in my calendar went to the coffee shop planned on reading over I sat down read over the memoir then I kind of wrote a recap of 2023 and wrote exactly how the year did go and then kind of did like a 2023 wrapped like everything that I did all the stuff um and then I'm planning to do that again this month for 2024 um And so, yeah, this episode obviously has been all over the place, kind of a recap of my year, essentially. But I don't know. I think you should try writing a memoir. I think you should write down your goals. I did start writing some of my goals, but I still have to actually hone in and sit down and write down the rest of them. I've been a little busy with moving, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's how the year has been for me. I really, really want this podcast to continue to be a space where I can be myself and talk to you guys and maybe just have a little bit less structure. I think I tried really hard last year to be so organized and so structured and be perfect on social media and do all these things and make sure that every episode was like really planned out and had like a great topic. And I just realized that maybe that's not for me. Maybe we'll have some episodes that are super planned with great interviews or a great topic that I really want to dig into that I've researched and want to like talk deeply about. Sometimes I just want to chit chat. I just want to chit chat. I want to talk to you guys and I want to open up the space to start conversations in my DMs and all that sort of thing. After I posted that Alaska episode, I had a couple of you DM me say that you're happy to see I'm back and I really am trying to be back. Um, I did forget to mention this. I also started another business uh, last two months ago. Me and my best friend Jenna, we started a resale secondhand vintage store. And so if you don't follow that already, you should. It's called Hope Co. Resale. And so once a month we do these curated collections that will drop. So it'll be like 15 to 20 items. We'll launch that collection one day of the month. It'll be open for like 48 hours and then 
we'll close it. And then our plan is to start like having in-person pop-ups. Really just our whole thing was we got talking about this and I just was craving something other than just photography. And I think the podcast was that for me. But then I got really overwhelmed by it and just trying to be a perfectionist with it and trying to figure out what else I love. And I love thrifting. I love reselling. I love creating community and I was trying to find a way to do that and so that's what Jen and I have started so if you want to go follow along with that and you love clothes and want to I don't know follow along with that journey go ahead and do that but yeah I'm just this year I think one of my goals is going to be to really lean into other things in my life I think I think last year or like 2023 was about like finding my independence finding balance and work where I'm not working 24-7 and honestly I worked a lot less this year but I think in 2024 I want to dive into work in a new way rather than in just a photography way I've been doing photography for six years now and I'm not getting bored necessarily I'm still loving it but I think that I just need other things I've always been a person who's had a million hobbies and I think that honing in on one singular thing for the last five years has been really hard for me that's where the podcast started to come in and that's not where hope co comes in and i'm just gonna see where it all takes me i'm gonna be really open to whatever the fuck happens and i'm gonna set some goals for this podcast try to actually get back to doing it every week have some chit chats with you but please 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 dm me if you have thoughts on what you like hearing from me tell me tell me what you like to hear please just give me some feedback give me some direction it's really easy to just sit and talk to this mic and think that no one is listening and I'm just sitting here talking to myself and it's it's hard to remember that you guys actually are listening and my voice does matter and this podcast does matter and so if you have the minute go ahead and dm me and just either let me know what you'd love to hear from me what you'd like to hear from me what you like about the podcast what you don't like just give me some sort of feedback I will take anything um and just give me a reminder that you guys do care you do care if I podcast or not okay Um, But I'm really going to try and come back to it. I miss you guys. And I love just chit-chatting with you. Okay? So that was my 2023 recap. My trip recaps. I know we got really nitty-gritty there. But I hope you enjoyed. I am going to kind of just keep thinking about brainstorming how else I want to do this podcast. What else we want to include. But I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. I also still have merch. I still have hats. If you want a hat... DM me. Um, I'm shutting the Shopify store down and we're just going to do DM if you want the hat. Um, But if you do want a hat, let me know because I have tons left. I'll be so honest with you. I have only sold one. So that is that is really nice. It's been about almost a year since I got them. So if you want a hat, let me know. They're still cute as fuck. I like to wear mine. She's pink. She's cute. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's all I got. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a minute, go ahead and leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts. And then a le- I think you can leave a five-star review on Spotify. Really just put your reviews everywhere. DM me. Do all the things. I love you guys so much already. Thanks for chatting. I will talk to you guys next week. That's all. Bye. Bye.